Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, fellow gamers. Welcome to the Video Gamers Podcast. We are so excited to be here. The three of us are going to be covering the biggest gaming news stories of the last week. An awful lot has happened. We saw a surprise game absolutely explode upon release. We've got some amazing footage for an upcoming co-op survival game that at least one of us is jazzed for. And we also had the Xbox Developer Direct. I am your host, Paul, and joining me, he is busy running around looting pal spheres that Ryan left on the craft bench. It's Josh. Uh, all I want to say is Ryan is a dirty, rotten egg thief, Ryan, and you think I forgot about it. I incubated that egg for four hours, man, four hours, and Ryan goes up and yoinks it right in front of me, and I call him out on it, and then he goes, oh, Oh, did I grab it? Okay, well, you can have it if you want. Yeah, yes, I was going to get it. I, I hatched it for four hours, Ryan. Dude, I, I, I was on till 1.30 in the morning last night, and that was the last thing. I'm like, oh, I, I haven't built the incubator, but we can do that. I have two electric heads in the, ch the chest. Feel free to use them. And then you're hoarding this egg that you're like, oh, my yeah. precious. Yeah, my four precious. hours, Ryan. And then you just <laughs> yoinked yeah. it. Oh, and then threw that stupid bird back in the thing, and then you. Yeah. I said you could oh, have yeah. it. Thanks. Thanks for giving me my right. pet All back, right. Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's not forget the game's called Pal World, oh, not, yeah. not, not Fiend World. <laughs> All right. And then joining Josh and me, he is busy enslaving pengolets, forcing them to water our berry farm. It's Ryan. You better water that farm, or else you get the cleaver. You get the cleaver. Uh, or you will get butchered. Yes. Oh, man. Guys, we, okay. Obviously, we have to start the show with Pal Paul's World. already like, what are these guys doing to me? Oh, God. Man. Oh, my gosh. All right. Basically, this game exploded out of nowhere. This is kind of weird because this game got revealed, I believe, in 2021, and people didn't really seem to care. And so all of a sudden with it coming out in early release, I was a little surprised that everyone decided collectively, let's all go spend, you know, almost 30 bucks and go buy this game. But for those who are maybe not yet in the know, Pal World is an adventure survival game that can handle up to 32 per people on a server. It is 100% just the game arc. Uh, along with some Pokemon elements. I mean, that's really probably the best way to describe this game. Uh, did I did I say Pokemon? Oh yeah, you. Can't oh my say gosh, that, dude, we've you all we've all been pals. doing this. Sorry, they're pals, not Pokemon. <laughs> they are the most generic looking Pokemon ripoffs you can think of. But yeah, we got we got we have to call them pals because that's what Pal World calls them. The game sold a million copies in the first eight hours. The servers crashed. Epic had to have an emergency meeting with them about this to get servers back up. The game has now sold over 4 million copies in the first couple days. By the time this releases, I don't know, it could be 8 million by then. Uh, all three of us did pick it up. 
we felt like with this game going gangbusters, we had to give it the old college try, give a couple of our thoughts. I don't think we're going to go into a whole lot of detail because I think we're going to be doing some kind of deep dive or first impression episode that'll be releasing soon. But how do you guys feel about Pal World now that we have played for the last 24 hours? Yeah, it feels like it. Um, Here, this is... You said it, Paul. This game came out of nowhere. Um, I, I mean, I feel like I saw the title of this game at some point and then I just instantly blew it off because I go, I don't play Pokemon. And that's basically what happened. And, and then people started talking about it on social media and I kind of went, yeah, I don't like Pokemon. And, and then more and more people started talking about it. And then everybody started saying, hey, this game's actually a lot of fun. And then I still tried to ignore it. And then eventually people started talking about it in our Discord server. And then I was like, okay, wait, what is going on here? Like, why is everybody saying this game is great? And then everybody just went, it's great. And then I finally went, dang it, you guys are going to make me pick this game up. I'm trying to play Prince of Persia. I'm trying to play SpongeBob. I'm trying to play the other four games <laughs> Star that I play. Citizen. Yeah, you know, and, and then it was just like, do I really have time for this? And then... I went, no, of course I don't have time for this. But then my brain went, it's a new game. You can play it. <laughs> and I went, okay, fine. So I picked it up. You guys instantly were like, yeah, we'll pick it up too. We hopped in. And it's, it's not bad. <laughs> so I don't want to spoil anything because I think we are going to try to do a dedicated episode on Pal World. Um, but we have been playing a lot. Uh, I should say Ryan and I have been playing a lot. Paul has been standing outside the window looking in jealously Dude. as he has real life stuff. So, Dude. so th this happens every survival game, right? Like you start on one server and then you have to restart. I was a little ahead of you guys initially you on our server. And then we realized, oh, Paul has to be logged in for us to be able to log in as well. That doesn't really work. So I said, I'll set up a dedicated server same way I did Valheim. Maybe we can invite a couple other friends. It's a work computer. Uh, it's on 24-7. So I set up the dedicated server only 15 hours ago, guys. And that includes a full night of sleep during that time. You guys somehow managed to get on. <laughs> I even asked you, like, I was legitimately asking, like, do you think you're almost done with the game? Because you guys have not stopped playing. I had a date night with my wife last night, had church this morning. I have not been able to play. You guys have somehow put in, I think, like, 12 out of the last 15 hours you've been logged into Pal World. I don't know how you guys slept. Ryan was posting up until 1.30 a.m. in Pal World. <laughs> I think it's safe to say everyone's been enjoying it. I, I just checked my Steam. I have 9.3 hours, and I oh picked this gosh. game up yesterday. Last uh, night. At about like 7 afternoon. p.m., I think, somewhere, <laughs> somewhere around there. Oh, my there. gosh. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a reason that this game has an insane amount of hype right now. I mean, the, the hype level is through the roof. And honestly, you like to see it, right? Because... It, you know, a game comes out and people talk about it and then more people talk about it and then it gets so much hype that people go, well, I have to see why 4 million people have picked up this game. Yeah. And that obviously means there's something to it, right? Like 4 million people are not going to buy a garbage game. I mean, you know, it, it, this game is still in its infancy. Again, we've got nine hours, but the game just came out. Does it have legs? Does it have long-term sustainability? Where is it going? Is it only fun for the first six hours? I mean, we've seen that for plenty of games, 
right? So we're kind of in that point where I think we're going to start seeing the glimpses of what is to come at this point. And that really is a true unknown for us. So I think that's why we want to get more playtime in and then hopefully do an episode on it. But for now, there's a reason that the hype is there. Yeah. And Ryan, you're caught hook, line, and sinker, right? Oh, of course. <laughs> these these dang games. Because I'm not one on, on these survival games. I I know Josh. Josh loves, like, Satisfactory. He loves to build and organize. He was already complaining about his chest. He's like, oh, this oh. one's for this. This one's for that. No. I'm like, oh, yeah. It was like one in the morning, and I'm just throwing stuff in every chest, and I'm like, oh, Josh is going to be mad tomorrow. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, I'll build two or three more chests, and I can put all the rest of my stuff in there, And because he was long asleep. And I just, these games, they, I just, I get sucked in, man. I can't, I can't help it. Like, there's, there's nothing else there other than just, I love to be part of the, like, we, because our little base is a community. And we can build it up. Hey, I got this farm done. Hey, I got this, uh, you know, this done, that done, the incubator. You know, it, I love that we are all are doing things together to try to make this base better than what it could be. And so, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff to it, man. I'm, I'm hook, line, and sinker, like you said. It feels a little dirty talking so positively about it because this is a game that honestly does not do anything new or revolutionary. No, I mean, not at all. They straight up rip everything yes. off of other games. Ark, most clearly. I mean, the tech tree oh, 100%. is straight up from Ark. I mean, yeah. there's there's no yeah. change. It is literally no. they ripped off the code from Ark and pasted it in there. This Especially is not, after we, we just played it. Idea. We just played Ark, you know? <laughs> Yeah, this isn't like we took a good idea and then made it our own. This is we took their idea. <laughs> yeah, even some stuff like where your pals work on your base and have different traits feels very RimWorld-esque. I mean, everything in this game is basically straight from something else. But it's been fun. I mean, yeah, we it support works, it with it our money and right? we're having fun, but yeah. I don't know that I feel good about it, if that makes sense. <laughs> All right, before we start our next story here, if you are listening to this show and you have not yet left us a review or a rating, please just take a couple of seconds and do so. Uh, you can rate us five stars in Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you have an iPhone, even better, you can leave a quick review. Even if you just write, Paul told me to do this and hit submit, that'll work. We'll take it. Uh, we might read your review on the show, so please take a second to do that. And also, if you like what we do and want to help support our show financially, we do exist because almost all of our support comes from Patreon. It starts at five bucks a month, and we really do try to make it worth your time if you sign up. You'll get two bonus Squadcast episodes a month, which are a ton of fun, lots of other perks. Go check it out at MultiplayerSquad.com. All right. Next story that we want to cover here. We have to talk a little bit about a game that I have been getting excited about. I hope you guys are as well. I don't really know for sure, but it's a game called Nightingale, and it's an upcoming shared world survival crafting RPG. Might have a little bit of overlap with Pal World in that sense, but it does let you group up to groups of six, and survival games, the funny thing is, I was already thinking this before Pal World even you know exploded, survival games are kind of oversaturated right now yeah. i would say even more so now with pal world uh so everyone seems to be chasing like the next rust or valheim or maybe even pal world kind of game 
IGN released a 20-minute video of Nightingale that was not received terribly well because it was 20 minutes of like the very beginning of the game, the tutorial stage, a lot of running around collecting flowers, very mid-reviews. And then the very next day, maybe because Nightingale asked them to, IGN released another video showing some more later endgame content, fighting a boss of a swamp biome. I think this game looks incredibly promising. I think there is a lot here to set it aside from other survival games. But what are your guys' thoughts on the status of Nightingale? I did not know this game existed until you brought it up, Paul. You somehow went, I forget how you even brought it up. It was at the end of a recording of one of our episodes. And we always just chat a little while. And you brought this up and I'm like, wait, what game is this? Like, was this one we talked about? And you were like, no. And then I'm like, well, I don't know anything about this. And you're like, well, you should watch a trailer. And then I start watching this trailer and I just went like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, this thing how do I not looks know about bananas, this? right? Yeah. And then I went, how did I not know about this game? And then I got curious. So I started looking up more gameplay trailers and footage and articles and things like that. And I literally posted in our our discord and said the ambitiousness of this game is bananas because if you watch some of the gameplay footage in the trailers for this game it is insane what they're trying to do i mean they have giants i mean actual giants and the way that they do the perspective i just Mm -hmm. went whoa like why are more people not doing that and the giant's just walking around he's just doing his little giant things you know he's not really bothering you but then they they show the people building these giant cities on like the sides of cliffs they showed the survival elements which is the same thing as always it's picking a bush yep. and chopping a tree and you know that's fine but i'll tell you what man if they pull this off and it looks like they might based on the footage if they pull this off this is going to be a crazy good game. And I don't know how I didn't know about this game <laughs> two days ago until Paul was like, guys, and it comes sh- out next month. <laughs> yeah, which is crazy. Now it's early access, if I remember right. But even still, I mean, Pal World's early access and that's it's got 30 hours worth of content for it. So uh, you owe it to yourself to check this out. There's a reason that we're bringing this up. I, I mean, I'm super glad that Paul mentioned it because I had no knowledge of this game up until a couple days ago, and now I'm really hyped for this game. The biggest thing to me was the audio. Like, the the birds chirping in the background, you hear the woodpecker, you hear, um, you know, all the little the noises, the splitting of the wood when you when you chop with the axe. You know, there's there's the a lot of just splinters. Yeah, yeah it's like yeah. like it splints as it goes down and falls through. You can hear like where the branches would have hit other trees and stuff like that. There's a lot of cool little features within it. Um, I liked the the umbrella. Like you can pop that umbrella and you can glide. <laughs> like that was super like, cool. Yeah, yeah fly like, around the map with your umbrella. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of w- weird, but I like it. it. Yeah, exactly. It's some sort of. I mean, as we've known. Um, people nowadays are a little um, unaccepting of lack of mobility, I guess you would say. So we got to be able to move fast. It's 2024. Let's let's go, baby. So being able to zoom around the map with the with the umbrella was cool. I was a little kind of taken aback by the the boss, like the boss fight that they had. So that wasn't my favorite thing. I think that. Um, the gameplay looked a little 
off of what it could have been, but I still think that this is very promising. I think there's a lot to it, and I'm excited to see kind of where it goes. Yeah, and there's a lot of fun stuff in here, right? There's melee, there's guns, there's magic. Yeah. The idea of throwing all of those together, you don't see all the time. I really like that. The scale and the size of the boss being like the swamp biome boss, to me, was the closest I have felt since Valheim of experiencing something like that. Like the first time you fight, you know, the elder tree or whatever they call it, you know, stuff like that was just so much fun. There were some other things in here that did kind of make me chuckle a little bit. So your umbrella does protect you against the rain because yeah. there's like a wet meter that'll build. That's and if what you have I saw, your umbrella, meter, it goes yeah. down. Yeah. And the, as you step into the swamp, it starts building a disease meter. So oh. if you stand in the swamp water too long, you're going to get sick. And I was like, oh, that's kind of a clever survival element. Uh, I will say the only thing that I am a little more nervous about is is that the game is very light on quests and storytelling. They basically said, we want players to kind of set their own goals and accomplish it. For me, that's usually a little too loosey-goosey. But if they have a boss in every biome, and if that's our only goal is to find all these bosses and kill them, or they call them like apex creatures, I think, then that's that's all I need. That That's going to be enough guidance just right there. It worked for Valheim. I mean, honestly, in Valheim, you didn't really know what to do until you found like the boss like altar. And then it was like, yeah. oh, okay, now we got to go work towards killing this guy. I will say this game looks like it literally has it all. Uh, I mean, the combat looks really good. There's <laughs> magic. You see a giant casting something at you. I guess you can aggro yeah. those guys. And then it's like, he's a wizard giant. And I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> Um, I mean, there's there, a card system. Yeah, like there's there is a card system. <laughs> but now here's the thing for me. Now, this is what I think is really cool, but also worries me is you get these cards that unlock biomes and you can stack these cards how you want. So you can actually say, I want a forest biome. I want it to be high level and I want it to have these like light modifiers. So maybe there's some weather or dangerous weather or something like lower that. gravity yeah. stuff like that and then yeah. it'll open up a portal to this world that you basically created and it will procedurally generate this world based on the combination of cards that you use so you can imagine this opens up a ton of possibilities because it's like hey i want a desert biome with very hazardous weather but easy creatures and then you go in there and then you can farm unique materials and things like that procedural generation i have yet to find a procedurally generated game that works on the level that we hope for. You know what I mean? Like No Man's Sky, you know, they've fixed a lot in that game, but how many planets can you land on where you just go, okay, that looks neat. There's nothing here. I'm taking off again. You know, and so I, I'm very curious to see how this plays out with these biomes that you can basically craft and then go into. How much is there going to be to do in those? Like if they can land yeah. that whoa you know but if again if it's just empty and there's some plants that you can pick and maybe there's some rocks that you can chop and blah 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 i I just don't know how much depth there's going to be on something like that but the building the exploration the survival the combat the -the over-the-top boss battles I, i this game literally has it all i just don't know if they can execute on it but 
I'm very excited and blame you fully for this one, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll take it. I would say this game has lots of promise. And then as we get closer, we're going to keep an eye on it for sure. It is a little bit of a bummer that it shares a release date with Pacific Drive, which we we have been very hyped for. We were agonizing. (laughs) This is the things people don't get to see is we're literally going like, well, I'm super hyped for Nightingale. How do we not play this game? And then it's like, Oh, wait a minute. Pacific Come Drive on, man. comes February out. February 22nd. Come uh, yeah. on. <laughs> and then it's like, wait a minute. Like, no. And it's like, we're trying to figure out, can we play both games at the same time? And yeah. Too many games, yeah. not enough time. It might work. I like having the combo of a single player game like Pacific Drive and a co-op game. So maybe it'll end up working out. But yeah, they do both come out on the same day, which is a little bit of a bummer. All right, well, we're going to take a short break, and then we'll come back and talk about the Xbox Developer Direct. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. All right, we are back. The Xbox Developer Direct took place, and we're going to just talk about three of the videos that were highlighted in it. Let's start out with the gameplay reveal trailer for Indiana Jones and the Great Circle. All right. First of all, I think that's a terrible name, the Great Circle. Dude, it's like, the Great that's Circle. That's really yeah. underwhelming. Oh, would you like a, you just... the mediocre circle? Like, what? Like, what do you want them to call it? <laughs> well, compare that to like the Raiders sub, of the Lost Ark, the subpar the... circle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the Great Circle. It just sounds like uh, it, it sounds a little lazy. All right. So Indiana Jones. We have talked about this a little bit because we haven't seen any gameplay until this, but we did talk about it on previous This Week in Gaming episodes. It is first person, which also surprised some people because in all the cutscenes, you do have Harrison Ford's likeness as Indiana Jones. It's not voiced by him, however. That's done by Troy Baker, famously uh, the voice of Joel from The Last of Us, doing a Harrison Ford impersonation, which is very funny. But it's single player. It's, of course, an adventure game. It is set between the timelines of Raiders of the Lost Ark and The Last Crusade. I'm very curious to hear your guys' reaction to this. Ryan, <laughs> you're the you're the 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 fan here. Of Let me guess, right? Ryan, Ryan loved it. Yeah, I did love it. And I know you guys aren't gonna love it, but I freaking loved it. One, first, I want to say with Troy Baker, like. I, I try to think like, oh, I can do impersonations. Oh, I can do voices. And then I hear like his Harrison Ford and stuff like that. And it just, it's a whole nother level. Like these professionals are just so, so good. Um, But to get off that, I thought it was awesome and I'm going to 100% get it. You guys probably won't, but that's my story and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> I have no idea what Josh thinks. What, I, what would you think of this? I think it looks good, man. I, I will say I, I'm not super hyped about it. I, I really want to see a little bit more. I like the first person perspective because you get to be Indiana Jones versus experiencing Indiana Jones, if that makes sense. Like, it, you know, it, 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 God of War, one of my, I, I mean, my all time favorite game. You are not 
you aren't Kratos, but you're getting to kind of experience what Kratos is going through. You're right there, like going through his journey and stuff like that. But when you put it in the first person perspective, you get to be that character. Cyberpunk, right? I remember when Cyberpunk came out and everybody was super mad that it wasn't third person because The Witcher was third person. And and it's like, but you get to be V at that point. You're living that life from that perspective. So I actually think I'm a fan of the first person perspective. Honestly, this sounds so stupid. The thing that bothered me the most was the whip. Yeah. Like, oh no! I, it just, no, it just looked weird. Work it work in games. Was that was weird, so good. Man. Like no. it was fat and chunky, and then it kind of you could tell they it's tried to weird. give it like perspective, but then it's like it just didn't look right, man. Dude, I, like, like I don't know about whip physics and pulling. I mean, them. you gotta have the whip. I'm not saying take the whip away, but it just looked funny to me. There was something about it that just kind of made me kind of go like, what? So yeah, your your multi million dollar game was great, but you know the whip was just developed hey, a little man. wrong. Hey, <laughs> you know if, if if we can get jiggle physics, we can get whip physics down right. Man. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me, just trying to say I'm just family show. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so, so 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 here's one of the things. First person perspective you normally use when there's character creation, right? Yeah. Normally when you have a preset character, whether it's Commander Shepard, Geralt of Rivia, or you know, um, uh, Lara Croft, those games tend to be third person because you're playing as an established character. You're playing as Indiana Jones, so the fact that you can see Indy in the cutscenes, but then the gameplay is first person doesn't necessarily bother me. It's just a little bit of an off-the-wall choice. What what struck me as being odd, nothing about this trailer felt like Indiana Jones to me. I'm seeing the right pieces, right? I'm seeing a whip. I'm hearing a guy who sort of sounds like Harrison Ford, but it just didn't, the, the gameplay loop did not look or feel like the Indiana Jones that I know. When you watch the movies, Indy is always barely scraping by by the seat of his pants. Like, he'll go off. A, a cliff in a tank and you think he's dead and he barely crawls his way back up and he's almost dead, right? Like Indy is usually getting the best of him and then he scrapes by at the end. This trailer shows Indy jumping out of an airplane onto another, another one. airplane, like, yes. <laughs> that's, that's fine. That's, an, that's like a different action franchise. This to me was like, this is almost like a complete reimagining of Indiana Jones. Forget everything you know about him. To me, it just felt a little bit weird it, it it's not what i expected is all i'm saying i'm this, still trying to get used to it this to me okay i know you guys don't like this and i'm i'm gonna stand on this hill because of how much i love this but like i even put that in in my show notes paul like and he's he's not a superhero he's not invincible he always usually gets his butt kicked in all the movies he's he's yeah. like barely he's barely able to like <laughs> oh you know he's kind of stumbling up and then he knocks out the guy and then he's able to do what he has to do so i've always loved that part in the series jumping from airplane to airplane is a little wild but he's going ham in this yeah, in this I, gameplay trailer okay, it's a video <laughs> game dude come on now we want to have like yeah craziness but yeah i i don't know i'm 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 i maybe it's just because i love the series that i'm super excited about it hopefully it's good but i don't know you guys are the experts i'm i'm interested for <laughs> sure i just don't know if i'm hyped about it yeah i'd, I'd say i'm in the same camp it's game i'm not saying it's Hyped. bad game of the year 
Oh, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> My immediate reaction was just, that's a little weird. It's not what I would have thought. Uh, there are two other games that we do want to talk about from the Direct. I, I, there's probably a little bit less to talk about because there wasn't as much new stuff. But Senua Saga Hellblade 2. Yeah. You know, we have talked about this yep. game a bit. It Josh named it one of his most anticipated of the year. They say in this trailer, everything is bigger and more expensive, which is what we expected after the success of the first. I will say that they said exactly what I thought seeing the other trailers, that it is an all-new combat system here for the sequel. I thought that was by far the weakest part of the first Hellblade. So the more I see, the more excited I get, but they're still not showing us too much. But it does look like a much darker storyline, even though the first one's pretty dark already. It seems like this one's even darker, but if they improve the combat then I think this game is shaping up to really please a lot of people. Yeah, I, being the resident Hellblade lover, I am beyond excited for this. Uh, Everything I see with the production value, with the effort that they're putting into this, I I mean, they keep talking about like the, the fidelity of the graphics and the audio and stuff like that. I mean, they, they, are always showing off the motion capture technology and the face capture and stuff like that. Like this is going to be an insane video game production. I I mean, hands down, I didn't mind the combat in the first one. I get that it was lackluster. So if they can take the elements that people found a little boring and improve those, I think they're going to absolutely nail it. Um, Because everything else, they're only going to improve on over the original. Um, And so I was actually talking to some people on social media about this because there were a few people that approached it like you, Paul. And and then they came back and they said, this game's kind of boring, man. Like, wh- what the heck? Why is everybody hyped about this? And Quote, you have, walking simulator. Yeah, and you have yeah. said, I think I approached this game the wrong way. I think if I went into it with knowing what I was getting into, I could appreciate it a little bit more. And so I think you need to know what this game is. This is not God of War um, by any means. This is an insanely intimate look at a woman that is very, very disturbed and suffers through psychosis and yet is thrust into being like a leader for her people. Um, And there are a few games that capture a a character like Senua's, like Hellblade does, to be honest with you. So if you can get into that and you like cutting-edge audio and cutting-edge graphics and cutting-edge character development, I think that's really going to resonate with you. If you are looking for God of War with a with a Celtic heroine, you're going to be sorely disappointed at that point. But everything I've seen, absolutely incredible. They came out and they said it's going to be about a seven or eight-hour game, which is pretty much what the first one was. I, I'm pretty sure that we all three are all four finely crafted experiences not every game needs to be a 40-hour open-world game. I'm fine with the time on this if you're giving me an absolutely incredible experience. The one thing that did kind of make me laugh in the video is that they talked about using all these reference points in Iceland to create yeah, the world. Yeah, that was just to- an excuse to take a vacation. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no one cares. No one cares if you're using real locations in Iceland. I don't think a single person would be like, oh, no, I've seen that mountain, and that that's not exactly how the summit looks. <sighs> That part did make me laugh a little. I, I do think some people just wanted to vacation. Oh, absolutely. And kudos <laughs> yeah. to you for figuring out how to make that happen. So how do, yeah, how do I get us to do that? Like, wh- yeah. let's vacation, guys. All right. Well, you put up the money for us to develop a video game, Ryan, oh, and then okay. we'll go on location. 
hey, the way exactly. Power World's can, been going, like, <laughs> man, we can just make whatever. Just let's pick something, copy it, and then just make it better, and then good go. Just throw two darts and just add the two games together <laughs> yeah. to see what we get. <laughs> All right. And then finally, we have to cover a little bit of Avowed. Oh. So we got to see a gameplay overview. Avowed is something that initially I was like, man, I love Obsidian. This game looks a little bit weird. I was in kind of like wait and see mode. But as time goes on, the more and more I see, the more and more I like I think this game for me is now my second most anticipated game of the year, only behind Helldivers 2. I love so much of what they said in this trailer. They talked about how the game is not hack and slash. You do have to be strategic and, and tactical in how you fight. You got to like swap out all these different you know, uh, weapons and whatnot. More than anything, though, I loved how they shared a specific example, and I love when games do this, because they can promise the world, but show me how it actually works. And they said, here is a side mission where you run across a whole bunch of dead soldiers, and you have to investigate and talk to all these people involved, and you have to make decisions. Like, do I think someone is responsible for this? Or do I think this is just like a, a bad coincidence, but I'm not going to say anyone is to blame? Or am I going to call someone out and have them pay the penalty for what's happened here? And then after you make those decisions, that impacts the world at large. And you're going to see the repercussions of those choices. And they said, we are embracing nuance and gray areas. Love it. I love it. I love when video games, especially RPGs, have this. And the fact that they're telling me everything I want to hear about combat, they're telling me everything I want to hear about story, and they're showing it to me, I could not be more hyped for Avowed at this point. I am I am super stoked, but that's also so scary, Paul, because what if I choose wrong? I know, but what that's if part I choose of the wrong thing, wrong. though, man? I there can't. I no you wrong. play again. Because then you I'm play like, a second playthrough. What, what do I do? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I I I just can't play anymore because I just don't know what to pick. You know? Yeah, <laughs> choice <laughs> choice paralysis. <laughs> I love uh, what I've seen of the gameplay. Um, I think one thing that really stood out to me was the casting mechanics, like the characters with the wands. You know, like being able to like and how they would cast their spells and how they would react and the characters would react like i loved all of that i thought it looked brilliant um i am just yeah i'm with you guys i'm i'm pretty stoked as a big kind of skyrim fan and and these types of worlds um if you can kind of add some depth to it i'm i'm all in i the one thing that I really like on this is that it they they are pulling from the Pillars of Eternity world. Like it actually takes place in the same universe as Pillars of Eternity. And I know that maybe we weren't crazy about that game, but the lore in that game with like the giant statues walking around and the fire islands and stuff like that. I mean, the setting was really cool. Yeah. You know, if you're diving into pillars of eternity for the first time and you have limited time, like we did a lot of that gets lost, but when you're seeing it first person also, I think that's really going to kind of help out. I'm with, I'm with you guys on, on all this. I, I mean, obsidian knows how to do the, the gray area, the choices matter, you know, I mean, I like good combat, but ultimately those are going to be the things that help carry the game and make it memorable. Not how many goblins I can kill, you know, and things like that. <laughs> so I think that the, 
the scenery looks beautiful. I like the graphical style on it. I like the choices. I like that they had to show off this side quest because most people would be like, well, we can't spoil anything for you. Just trust us. But they actually walked you through this side quest a little bit and you could, you know, you're talking to the guy and you're like, dude, I think you abandoned your, your, your squad, you know, and you're going to jail now, or, you know, you give them all the dog tags. I don't know. They're not dog tags, but you give them something and say, the here, I trust you, you know, go yeah. back to town and tell everybody what happened kind of thing. And you don't know if you're making the right choice and you might find out about it three hours later. And I love that stuff, That's man, so because scary. maybe that no. dude's in a pub half drunk talking to everybody, telling them how he got one over on you. And then you feel bad, you know, and then you just murder him in the pub and then the city guards <laughs> come and kill you. You know, or, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm very excited about this. My one, my one criticism or concern, did the characters kind of look like they were almost like claymation to you guys a little bit? Like when they were fighting some of like the weird little goblin looking things, I don't, there was just something weird. It looked like they were either like low frames or it was like almost like claymation or like stop motion or something. I don't know, man. There was a weird, I'm hoping the gameplay isn't like that, but do you, do I sound crazy? Do you know what I'm talking about? I think I know what you're talking about because I've seen that in a lot of other games. I think, I, and, and I don't know if, if you're going to remember this or not. Do you remember seeing that in Gotham Knights? Yes. Gotham Knights had a lot of action where I was like, whatever game engine this uses, and I don't know offhand. And I felt like there was something a little goofy with that. And maybe this is built in the same engine. I don't know offhand. There is something a little bit odd about some of the motion and textures that doesn't look the same as everything else when it's right. moving. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I mean, I think it's a minor thing. And, and again, this is just, you know, to point out that I did notice it in the trailer and I kind of went, oh, I hope that's not like that in game. And I don't think it would be a deal breaker by any means, but I don't know if it's a restriction on the engine or like a design choice or something. But that was the only thing, honestly, the only thing I saw in the trailer where I kind of went, ooh, but everything else, I was like, ah. <laughs> ah. So, Ryan, Ryan, between these three games, which one are you most excited for? Oh man. Um probably avowed. Yeah. I oh, just, okay. Yeah, I, I I mean, as much as I, I love indie and I love um, you know, history and stuff like that, but just yeah, avowed is one that I I definitely think um is gonna hit the marks for me. You know, Skyrim nerd and and I just I love the spell casting, all that type of stuff. So I think it'll I think it'll be good. Um I was going to say the glitch maybe for Josh might be age. No, he was running into. No, no, I know he I had a birthday recently. 120 frames a second. No. So. <laughs> okay. Eyes are going. Yeah. Start Eyes losing it a like, little bit. It's not if I have an extra cup of guys, it's not. It's not. I can't. Let me is dial it? in my spectacles, you know? Oh, my God. Are Josh's eyes looking a little cloudy? Got some cataracts <laughs> oh, going man. there? Uh, I, I would agree with Ryan. Avowed, I would have number one. And then Hellblade 2, I would I would say a second. What about you, Josh? It's actually how I rank them, too. Avowed, I yeah. think, yeah. has the potential to be absolutely incredible. Hellblade, I have zero doubts that it's going to be great. Um, but I think oh. Avowed, if they pull it off, could be special. We're going to have so much fun in, in uh, Hellblade. Oh, dude, I freaking <laughs> love Hellblade. Oh, you're talking Hell Divers. I'm talking Hell Divers. Yeah. yeah, Hell yeah, yeah, Divers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. you can't play Hell. Yeah, Hell yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You player. know what I meant. You know what I meant. Okay. Oh, so excited. it's multi-voice single yeah. player. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I I did look up just for fun. Um, 
But Avowed is in Unreal Engine, so maybe there's some kind of motion setting in Unreal that does that. Gotham Knights ah. is also... That one's in Unreal Engine 4, so I don't know. I don't know if that's engine-related or not, but in any case, I think that wraps everything up here for this week in gaming. It's so good to be back in the regular swing, getting lots of good news. Always so much fun to break it down for you all. As a reminder, please make sure to rate us five stars, leave a written review, you can find us on socials at Video Gamers Pod and go sign up on Patreon over at MultiplayerSquad.com. Hope everyone out there has some great games they're playing. Go check out Pal World if you haven't already. And until next time, happy gaming. See ya. All right. See everybody. <laughs>